Welcome back for another episode of You Deserve Fresh Lettuce, a podcast between two friends about divorce and thriving after divorce. I'm Rachel. And I'm Celia. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Um, In this episode, we're going to be talking about the red flags um, that we've sort of seen in hindsight, right? Right. You don't always know once you see them, but this is a red flag of when you're dating. So when you're dating, there are red red flags. flags that we don't necessarily understand or we ignore. Or we ignore. Yes, of course. Until they become, uh, until they stab you <laughs> and the red flags are flashing <laughs> yeah. the eye. You're like, I saw the red flag. Oh, yes, yes. I, I agree. Yes. Um, we have coffee that we sip throughout the show, but we also have tequila, tequila. because sometimes some of the things we talk about require a little, a little bit more. Little Not bit to say that you need a drink. No. But if you should, we enjoy a good tequila. We so. understand the tequila moments. Yes. yes. It's like, I need it that way. <laughs> so welcome back. Um, I guess I will get started um, yeah. with this one. Basically, I was a teen wife. Oh, and a wow. teen mom. So I'm coming to you <clears throat> from the perspective of young love. Right. And really not knowing anything, anything. like whatsoever. Like, I think I, most of the things you probably saw like on Disney movies, which <laughs> are complete fraud. Uh, I mean, without having to call Disney out. It's so like, I'm not trying to get sued, but it's a complete fraud. Damn that Cinderella. <laughs> I know. You're like, I thought, I thought Prince Strawberry. Yes. You know, you just have these ideas. And really, when you're young, I don't know that you really know what to expect. I don't think so. You just so. know what feels good. Right. And it's like, yeah, your boyfriend. It just feels good. And so I had a lot of red flags when he was my boyfriend because of the things with the girls. Right. And so there would just be, I lived in a different city. And so for my experience, I got to see that there would be like this random girl situation or somebody would say, hey, I saw him with his ex-girlfriend and then I would say hey is it true that you're with your ex-girlfriend and he'd say oh you know she can't really let go of me and I felt Mm. bad because she was crying of course and there was that whole thing and so for me like looking back I realized no that's not that's not true that's not okay it wasn't true for one right it's not okay so this episode we're just going to talk about red flags absolutely absolutely well, for me, um, I'd like to begin for my for my history. Um, it's really simple. I, you know, started dating uh, what is now my ex husband, but he proposed. Oh yeah. Sixty five days later. <laughs> so I mean, you don't really get a chance to know someone, and obviously, he wanted to hide who he, he really must have was. known. Yeah, so, that was like a move. <laughs> I mean, it was beyond a move. And I always now I remember because Rachel always says that you know her therapist told her in order to actually know a man, you have to date him for how long? Okay, so yeah, so he said <laughs> two years before you walk down the aisle. Because you get to see who he really is before the two years. Yeah. So I am super young. I'm, I'm not not as young as you. You're a teenager. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty young. Um, 65 days later, I'm getting proposed to. I can't believe it. And a year to the date, I'm walking down the aisle. So whatever red flags were being tossed at me, I guess I just was preparing for a wedding. Yeah, and you're it like wasn't, a wedding. Yeah, yeah, I'm like not gunshot though. It wasn't like I was pregnant. It was just, you know, because yeah. it's a typical thing that, you know, however you do it. But point of the matter is, is that 
65 days later, I mean, I saw the red flags coming. And I remember that the day that I was walking down the aisle, something told me, don't do it. Don't do it. <gasps> so that means I saw all the red flags. You knew. And you already know. You know, I'm wearing the perfect color. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I already knew. But what do you do? On my wedding day, on my wedding day, I was at a hotel. We got married in Vegas. Okay. And I was in the, the, the big suite and it was like floor to ceiling glass. And I was standing. Don't wasn't... tell me you're going to jump off the no, glass. No, okay. no. <laughs> and he like, was in Vegas. They like have his show, right? Yeah. So um, he was, he was, I don't know, in, in another room or something getting ready. Mm-hmm. And so I was like in my dress. I hadn't done my hair yet. I did my makeup, but I hadn't done my hair. And I'm standing there at the glass and I'm looking out at the strip and I am just bawling. Like Aww. tears are just coming out. And it all hit me at once that I knew I'm not supposed to do this. Is not this is not the way. way. Like I yeah. should not be doing this. And maybe, you know, it could have been a little bit of cold feet. A lot of people feel, you know, mar- like wedding right. dinners or whatever. I was like, not afraid. I was sad for myself. Ugh. I was like, oh God, this is a mistake. Ugh. That's even the worst. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I, I've, uh, I've read a lot of different articles and, and, and obviously I love to, to read on these types of things. A lot of the time, the people that get married, if you talk to them, they will tell you that they knew that mm-hmm. they shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's already like, everything's already coming together. It's a commitment already. Maybe invitations already sent out. Your family has flown from different countries to come and yeah. witness this, you know, this train wreck that's about to happen. And, but, and while you're going through the motions, because there's a lot that goes into planning a wedding, yeah. even if you elope. I mean, yeah. there's a lot that goes into all of those mm-hmm, things mm-hmm. that the red flags are coming at you. And what do you do? And that's why, so this this family counselor guy that I went to after my divorce. Right. Because I was like, you know, we talked in an earlier episode right. about really doing the work on yourself and getting yourself ready. And so as soon as I left my marriage, I went right into work mode, like right. figuring myself out so that I could alleviate this baggage and really kind of go through life a little bit better, better. than I did I didn't want to like come out worse and I went in. Right. I really wanted to get myself together. And so in that, he said to me, now when you go into the next relationship, which is a, a little bit of like a curse too, because it's made me so cautious. Yeah. He said, you know, make sure you do not walk down that aisle before the two years. And I said, wow. what do you mean? He said, you probably, because I was, you know, I'm of a certain age. Yeah. It's probably going to be a very quick engagement because okay. men are like, once they know, they know, they want to hurry up yeah, because like, let's just get it done. They, you know, you like all the dating and all the yeah. stuff, but they want to like, when you're get older, it done. they just want to get it done. Like they want to get back to like sitting on the couch, kicking their feet up while you're like cooking. Yeah. Right. Right. Cause the ring to them is like, do my laundry, cook my meals. Like, it, you, you know, belong to me. Yeah. Like when they're older. So yeah. I was like, okay. So he said the reason why is because no one can fake it. For two years. He said, uh-huh. you, if you do it for one year, you're going to make a lot of excuses mm. for the person. But if you stick it out for two years, no one can fake it for two years. So I'd like to, to tell you that the irony of it is that we are here before you guys, as you deserve fresh lettuce, the man that actually kind of enlightened me with the I deserve fresh lettuce. I dated him for a little over a year. 
And I didn't see those red flags coming until after a year. So mm -hmm. imagine initially it's like the honeymoon stage, right? It's the state of newness where you're yes. like, but I love him. And then you see something and you ignore it and then you forgive it. And you're like, it's okay. It's not, oh, or maybe he calls. He doesn't show up at the time he's supposed mm -hmm. to. You have dinner reservations. Guess what? You got to maybe alter and do something different because he's not coming through. And then after a while, the little things that bothered you, the red flags that we're talking about, then become maybe deal breakers. And that's when the fresh lettuce is no longer on the plate because they just don't care to give it to you. <laughs> you know, because you do treat people how to, how to treat you. You teach people, I say, I should say. It's so how true. To, how to treat you and so things like that. You have to really understand the things that bother you in the beginning, oh, they're going to drive you absolutely They're going to be highlighted. Later. They're going to like highlight yes, those It's going to be like engraved yes. in your day-to-day. -day. And the things that you think are really cute right now, they might turn out to be the things that you can't stand about the guy later. Exactly. And so, you know, it's so hard because there's no right way to pick, to be honest. Like, That's true. I don't think there's actually a way to truly know besides to follow your heart. I mean, I raised two young little boys, my babies into men and I, even they were like I don't know I don't know and I say you know at the end of the day you got to like follow your heart because if I use too much of my, my intellect um, I would have never got married in the first place so you have to listen to your heart as well but the red flags oh my gosh are they there so we're here to share some of the red flags with you that we saw so that maybe if you're in that early dating stage you can start to understand that they're what's actually serious Right. And what's just like not that serious. Right. Like just kind of throw it under the rug. But yeah. then, you know, that mountain might trip you. Yeah. You know, when you're walking <laughs> yeah. through the door, it's like, okay, wait a minute. That now became a mountain. Yeah. So that's going to be an issue. Yeah. So what, do you have a red flag that in hindsight, whether it's during your marriage or even dating that we can give to the audience well, now? Well, for me, I feel like if you, I know that there's things that happen, you know, there are things that are going to come up and they're going to happen. But if the person's really flaky, believe me, they're only going to get flakier. That means like if you have dinner reservations at 9 o'clock and it's 9.30 and it's 10 o'clock, I'm sorry, I got caught up. Okay, that could happen once or twice. But after a while, is the person just not punctual or just doesn't care? Because my time is just as valuable yeah, as his time. Yeah. And I had to make time to see him too. And to get ready. And, and to get, get ready. And, and that whole thing. And whatever it is, if you have children like I do and you know, kind of figure out what the logistics of that's going to look like. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's one of the, one of pretty big red flags in my opinion, or says they're going to call and they don't call yeah. like no call, no show. It's kind of like a job, right? Yeah. It's like, wait a minute. How is this possible? You can call no show. What are your no, thoughts? That's just disrespectful. It is. It is totally disrespectful. What are your thoughts, Rachel? As you far know, as red flags. I think other that, than that one, I think that the way when you have an emotion, right? how they manage, help you manage that emotion. So if they're the type of person like, oh my God, you're just overreacting. Oh, or, or you want to minimize your feelings. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like maybe that's it. Like if you feel sort of uh, reduced, mm. like your emotions aren't as important, um, right. but maybe for them when something happens in their life, they want you everything to just stop, has to stop everything. and like focus on them. But if something's happening to you, they're, they're like, you'll be fine. You'll get over, get it. over it. You yeah. have to understand that that's okay. Like I'm not a person that needs a ton of coddling yeah. when I'm going through something. But if you're a person that needs a little bit more empathy and nurturing, understand that that 
tendency gets stronger. I agree. Like it gets stronger later and it, it might even turn into when you're going through real life situations. Right. That right. they're just going to be focused on their own. On their own. It's like not everything's about you. Yeah. And, and so yeah. we, we go through, we're emotional beings as it is. Females, we are emotional beings. I mean, it just depends on what time of the month you catch us on, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Let's be <laughs> Let's be straightforward. Yes. It just depends on what time of the month you catch us on. And so for the most part, you know, our emotions can go up and down. But it just, I think it matters on how you actually have someone that kind of understands you and says, okay, you know, maybe she's going through something and vice versa too. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe he's going through something too. Because yeah. we're human beings. We go through things on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, but I do feel that, you know, there are red flags that kind of start to pop up, pop up, yeah. pop up, and yeah. you're like just dodging them. You're like, no, yes. I just don't want to see that. Especially if you have never been married, you've never had kids, maybe you're 30, maybe you're 35. Right. I, we can, we, we get it. We understand, even right. though we were married young and we got, we had our husbands and we had our kids and we've been there, done that. For me, I always say, if I never get remarried again, I'm going to be okay because I, I loved, I had my family, I had my, you know what I mean? I've been there, done that. But for you, there, I, I, we understand there's plenty of women that have never been there and done that. And there's going to be a lot that you're going to be willing to just look away from. Right. Just to get the wedding. And well, I think, I think, you know, a lot of the people will live on a, this timeline. So they think that there's a timeline that you have to live your life. Yeah. And it's like, by this time, I got to be here and there and there. And even if the red flags, like you said, even if the red flags are flying at you, you want to walk down that aisle and have the white dress yeah. on and have everyone celebrate you. But believe me when when you when you actually like think about it and you actually go through the wedding and then you go through the divorce that is just that's another animal that's another animal it is um so i think you know one of the things would be like to really ask yourself what are you most in love with right the person is it how they made you feel or is it like the wedding you know because right. depending what on it? what stage in your life you're in because you're seeing people getting engaged, you know, right. people in their 20s doing it. I know for my sons, they were seeing, you know, their friends, you know, already having babies and, you know, right. already popping the question and stuff like that. And they're starting, they were starting to think like, okay, so what? I'm getting left behind. Are we like, are yeah. we waiting too long? Yeah. You know, but they were just being more decisive about what they wanted. They were being more cautious. Cautious, yeah. And they wanted to make a really strong decision for themselves instead right. of rushing in. But at the end of the day, just pay really close attention to what your needs are, but also understand when you come into a relationship, just because we're the woman or whatever, they're not here to like answer to our beck and call. Like they're I not agree. here to serve all of our emotions. That's what we're going to talk probably every episode about really finding your own peace and right. figuring out how to create your own joy I agree. and manage your emotions. And then they come in and they compliment you. Right. But what we don't want for you is that it's you're, like the balancing it's act. It's a balancing act. just kind of know how to balance that mm -hmm. out. And if you could figure that out early on, even with just a dialogue. Right. But I will you know. tell you, Rachel, in my opinion, I feel that there are things like when you're in a relationship with someone where it's like if I have to tell you how you need to be to be a man, you don't have to tell me how I need to be a woman. Mm. But if I have to continuously tell you how you need to act, then at that point I either decide that I want to become a nag because if I have to sh if I have to tell you once two times after the third time it's not really you asking now you're nagging. Yeah. So now at that point I need to make the decision, do I allow that 
or do I just say, you know what, it's not going to work because that's a deal breaker for me. Mm. And you're not going to change that and I'm not willing to accept that. So therefore, you know what, it's probably best that we call call it quits here yeah. <laughs> and you do you and I do me and that's okay. So I always think like, is that a deal breaker? Because there's things that, you know, if the person's flaky and they continuously to be, they continue to be flaky, guess what? The likelihood of them leaving you with dinner or leaving yeah. you the kid with the, the kids, with the kids or whatever. it's mm-hmm. probably going to be more than likely. And at that point, you have to make a decision: is this a deal breaker? Yeah, yeah. Or I, do I want to be an egg? No, you're absolutely and right. That's not my legacy. No, <laughs> you know what I mean. And like know? my grandma. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be talking about her a lot because I've learned Aww. so much from her. But she used to say that you teach a man basically how to treat you, like. You train them. In her words, it was like you train them. Like they're you know? adults. And, but what Delia's saying, yeah, but like what you're saying, what Delia's saying, it makes so much sense because at the end of the day, you also want to understand that if you're expressing kindly and respectfully. Right. You know, I was thinking about the other day when I asked you if you could whatever and you just didn't do it. And you know, I noticed it. that it's like a pattern and I just want to know how, you know, it kind of makes me feel, feel, you know, maybe some kind of way. He might be like, okay, whatever, but really pay attention to the actions after you've communicated what it is that you need right? or don't want. Respectfully and nicely, of course, Mm -hmm. because the way that you ask, you know, I think like, I want to believe that I always say, how did you deliver your package, right? Because the delivery is important. (laughs) So I always tell people that know me, they say, well, how is your package being delivered right now? And it's like... Uh, it's probably broken at the door. Yeah, because yeah, that's because you're just not delivering correctly. Like you have to, it's it's the way that you ask for things. You don't have to be mean about it, and you can literally tell somebody off without having to ever yeah. use a curse word. Yeah. And just you know, at that point, you have to make that decision: is this a deal breaker? You yeah, know, I think this might be a deal breaker yeah. for me, and I'm okay. A lifetime is a short time. I'm out. Yeah, yeah, and I'm you out. have to really understand that your happiness is key. It's important, and you have to figure out where you're willing to compromise. But, you know, if you're teaching someone how to treat you, you know, you have to communicate. These men are not mind readers. Of course not. And they don't do a good job at picking up cues. Like, the clues. And I think sometimes we're bad at that, right? It's like, I mean, oh, we don't, I don't really want to celebrate the anniversary. But in reality, we as women are like, hello, where's my flowers? Where's the freaking words in the sky that say, you know. Will you marry me again? Yes. So we can't, (laughs) listen, we have, you, one of the, a piece of advice that I could yes. give is like, don't expect them to be a mind reader. You You're going to have to communicate because once it lands, once it he receives it, if he does nothing, that's a red flag. That's your cue. Once that's you make sure you communicated in a respectful, kind, peaceful way, genuine way. And if he continues to fail you in that area that you have, basically determined is important to you. Exactly. That's a red flag. You're going to get way more of that once you get married. Once you get married. And then not to mention after a while, you know, everyone kind of gets a little comfortable and it's like, who cares? I mean, where are you really going to go? It's not like an actual breakup or boyfriend, girlfriend where you're like, you know, it's not going to work. And so now when you've built a life with someone, it's a little bit more difficult to say that's a deal breaker. Though it could be a deal breaker. You want to go around it and say, okay, what part of me can go around this without actually making an argument about this or how can I go around that? But if you know it's gonna bother you, believe me, once you get married, it's only gonna be super highlighted and it's just gonna drive you nuts. 
So I think that, you know, once you start to see what the do's and don'ts, the likes, the, the, the deal breakers, what you do or do not want in, in your present, in your future, then mm-hmm. you just kind of have to know how to separate that. Yes, and I also think that, um, you know, people talk about the list, like making a list of the right. attributes you want. Right. I really think that that list should be short. You I don't know, so? in your opinion, because yeah. I know some people are like, oh, he has to be this tall, and then this color hair, and this don't color you, Don't and you then, think it's funny how they're always like, he has to be tall, dark, I don't know, I ended up with a, with yeah. a short, dark Mexican guy. I guess I didn't really make my list and check it twice yeah. like at Christmas, but that wasn't the point, you know? Yeah, no. <laughs> And so, like, you do, you know, so the, the things with the list, yes. it's like, you have to also, when we talk about deal breakers, yes. oh, I would, I always say this about, like, raising kids, too. I would right. say, don't have a hundred rules. True. What are the main things that scare you the most? Is it, right. like, teen pregnancy? Is it, like, drugs right. and alcohol? Is it, like, jail? Or whatever. And then just figure out, like, to your kids. Right. Better not freaking go to, you know what I mean? You better not you do this. better not. These are the three things I'm going to worry about. Everything else I know is just being young and I know I'm not going to stress. And that's hard to hear for parents. Right. But it's almost like that I think in relationships. It's because true. when I went and became a single woman, I made my list. You did. Mm-hmm. I made because I And do you, know you think your list is long because you're still single 10 years later? No, it was <laughs> it's too long. It was long. And let me tell it you. Is? It I was, love it how was, you made a list though. Yeah, okay, tell I me mean, what's on your list. I, I, listen, I ain't even putting my, my list out there. But like <laughs> I, made, I made my list and what I found was that as people stepped forward, uh-huh. I was like, ooh, is that really, do I have to have this? Mm. So I started realizing that I actually enjoyed this person's company. Maybe okay. they weren't as attractive as but. I had wanted. But, but, oh, my gosh, they were so guy. smart, you know, they're really great with money, whatever it is, you know, and I thought, this is good. Right. This, this is a good thing. So, so what I found over time, it wasn't settling. Right. I found that the true deal breakers revealed themselves over time, and I actually have very few. Do you really? Yeah. And so, oh. when we're talking about deal breakers, it's like, you have to also realize and be sort of forgiving with yourself mm-hmm. that it's okay, you know, to have less deal breakers and okay. just let some stuff slide. I agree. I you mean, know. there are things that, you know, like the exterior, you know, it's just very superficial in my opinion, right? So what the person looks like on the outside, I, I truly do believe without sounding cliche, if the person is really an amazing soul, it's going to show. And then you will not even see the ugliness outside of him if he's ugly. Because I think there's always beauty in everybody. Let me tell you something about Delia. I know you're looking at her if you're watching this on YouTube and seeing a beautiful (laughs) woman. This woman is literally blind. Like, she, her love is blind. No, I just, she doesn't even care. I just think like everyone's beautiful. God made everyone beautiful in my opinion. Without even sounding cliche, I think everyone has some type of beauty to them. It doesn't have to mean that they have like blue green eyes that makes them beautiful. It's literally the way that you are. Like you can't change that. If you're very superficially beautiful, that's one thing, but you can't change what is the mechanism inside. Yeah. That is something you cannot change. If you are if you're just kind of wired up that way and if you're wired up to be ugly even if you're very good looking, <laughs> You can't change that. You can't. Though I am saying that everyone has something beautiful about them. Again, maybe superficially they're very beautiful, but they're wired very ugly. And, and, and you, you know can't what? change that. And this is probably a different whole other podcast, but like I think that maybe Dahlia, she, I, there's this thing that I call fun, fun guys. So you know, like mushrooms are like a fun guy, right? And, mushrooms? And, you know, like like things that grow, like oh. they're fungus, like fungus, <laughs> things that grow on you, right? And so I always believe that like if you meet someone for the first time and you're not attracted to them, 
Right. But then over time, You're you like, become attracted wow. to them because they're like, wow, okay, this whatever. I then classify that guy as a fun guy. Fun guy. He grew on me. No. And, <laughs> and let me tell you How something. Did you even come up with let that? Let me tell you something. I don't. You don't, I don't like fun I guys. I stick it out with fun guys. I'm like, it's instant. <laughs> Dahlia here apparently loves her fair share of fun because she she truly is like looking at their soul and like, and I'll see some of these guys and I'll be like, oh, I would okay. never really you know what I mean. It. And yeah. for me, I know for me, they're truly hot. my chemistry and my attraction comes. It does come from how they look, how yeah. they smell, how they sound, how they I dress. I mean, that's really important. And I, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I don't want to like a really dirty, ugly, smelling <laughs> man. I mean, you got to have a little yes. bit of hygiene because I know I do. I want you to have some hygiene. Like, come on. But that's not the point. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going to sip some tequila on that one. Cheers on that one for the fun guys. That You came up with this fun guy. The fun guy. I love it, though. If I he it. grew on you. I feel like he, you can also grow away from him and you can grow uninterested in him. Right. And I do see a lot of relationships, women that are sitting in their homes and they're like looking at their husbands on the couch like, oh my Well, God. I mean, I think, so I've had an experience like that myself where, you know, I dated someone and then it's like, oh, it's Sunday fun day on the couch. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it can't be like that. Yeah. I'm sorry. And I get it. And and then it's like they're drinking Slurpees that are this big. And yes, I superficially do not see like the exterior and things are growing. And I take care of myself. So I want him to take care yeah. of himself. And it's not even about the aesthetics. It's about the heart. And it's about yeah. like staying active and having like this, you know, this whole common ground where we both can, you know, go on a hike and do things that are very like outdoorsy. But if the guy's just like, yeah, I got her, like, psh, I don't even need to try. And that's going to be a lot of the guys. So I love this one because if we're talking deal breakers, you have to understand that in the beginning, especially if you're older. Right. These guys, they will whine you and mm -hmm. dine you and take you here and take you there. And then here comes the proposal, like, super early. They start talking about, like, marriage. And, and this yeah. is all, like, after my divorce. And I know you right. had the same experience. And they start going down that road. Do you want more kids? What do you, how do you see? They're already like, yeah, laying, they're already the kind of laying it out. Like, yeah. yeah. Or they're laying down the bricks. Yeah. But I had a woman tell me years ago, this is when I was still married and I was young and she got divorced when she was 40. And she wow. said she had seven different men propose to her within six months. What? And I, and I remember thinking, was she, she Jennifer Lopez? No, I remember thinking like, <laughs> she wasn't very attractive. You know what I mean? Yeah. I remember thinking like, oh, okay. Wow. I didn't think There's she was hope. a very, yeah, yeah. There, I was like, okay, and I said, what do you think that is? Because I was like, oh, mm. you know. She's got and money. she said. Does she have money? No, <laughs> no she had no position, <laughs> but she said that it was because she learned okay. that men of a certain age will do that because they do the whining and the dining and the, the trips on the back of the Harley or whatever she was into, Okay. and then it goes away. Uh, so she said she actually accepted two different proposals. Did she really? Within she ended six it, months? Well, so the first one was six months, and then she said yes, and then and then that was, she said the dating stopped. Ah, it was like, that's oh, happened. Same yeah. Yes. So then she called it off. Right. And then a year later, whatever, then she started back this other guy, and then six months or seven months into that, he proposed, and she was wow. like, okay. And then next thing you know, the dating stopped. So then that was the last proposal she had accepted because she learned something about herself. Wow. She likes the dating part. Ah. She likes the dating part. And she was married part. for how long, though? 
Her first marriage was like 15 years. Okay, so that was so a she realized, time. yeah. But then after that, she was proposed to several times, and she realized, wait, these men are proposing to me because they're tired of dating. Uh, and she goes, but I, that's the part I love. She well, loves the trust that she Springs. was able to see that red flag come out, and she was able to in the first proposal to actually walk away. Wow. To say yes to the proposal and announce and, no. and then go, no, and walk away. Work. And then she did it again and went, no. no. And so many of us would not even say no after the, after Propose. we set the you, ring. You, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I want to, I want to, I haven't, I haven't been engaged since my divorce and the first one, you know, 65 days in, uh, that was scary. But I know that uh, for sure, you that know, that was like worse than 90 Day Fiance. Right, like. I, I was, you know, the funny thing about 90 Day Fiance is that I remember seeing the show and I thought, there's no way that people do that. That's ridiculous. I'm like, who even does the 90 Day Fiance? Yeah. And then I did the math. I'm like, hey, Siri, blah, blah, blah to blah, blah. It's like 65 days. I was like, Oh, I was even worse like, than I'm the like show. 60 Day Fiance. I'm like 65 Day Fiance. <laughs> but my point to that is is that if you know what what the deal breakers are for you really that's what it boils down to the red flags are a little bit of the flakiness a little bit of everything else plus what are your deal breakers and do you and like everyone has that. the dating so what yeah. are you falling for in this man and right and is it his intellect well chances are he's gonna have that for a very forever right you know is it his sense of humor he's gonna have that that's the part of the wire part is that it I was his, telling you yeah, is it his faith like do you love the way he loves God you right. know chances are that's, that's gonna be that's there really forever important. you know does he enjoy fitness like Dahlia you know prefers a guy that keeps himself together who's active like what are like, his I don't interests? like the slurpy thing you know it's like because I have to keep him healthy you yeah. gotta keep me healthy we gotta keep each other healthy but it's it's a lot of that like yeah. can how do we make each other better yes and you know can you also accept some of the things he's interested in that don't relate to you so like for example i have a cousin and she married a man who loves to go fishing he has his fishing boat and he right. goes out all the time that's time away from the family you guys right. think he goes to work every day and then there's like these fishing trips right and but guess what for her she's okay because she has her own hobbies you know she does things with the kids and so there are certain things that you have to understand and be okay with you have to say okay what is he doing to impress me during the right. dating yes. and what is he doing that he truly enjoys right and I think that's part of your identity right so this is part of my identity and I don't want to part or, or, or veer away from it so this is what we you know what I enjoy doing and I think outside of a relationship you still have to have your own you know yes. things that you do whether that is going on hikes whether that is going, you know, bike riding or yes. if you like fishing or whatever it is, everyone has to have their own hobbies. Yeah. And it can't be where you guys are together 100% of the time because everyone has to be, you know, they have to have their own alone time. Yeah. And then that has to be on the list of deal breakers mm -hmm. and red flags. Like, okay, that's a red flag. That's a red yeah. flag. That's yeah. a red flag, you know. And sometimes you're going you're gonna to meet a guy that he just wants to do everything you do. Right. right, and then it seems like super There's cute. There's a fun guy. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> you know, and then it seems like, oh, like that's so neat. Like he wants to do everything yes. that I do. Over time, that will get worse, and right. it could manifest as like a very controlling, jealous personality. It yes, it could. Um, and so you want to just kind of keep a pulse on what that what is. is. Yeah, yeah, on what that is, because I know with my ex-husband, 
I mean, everything I did, everywhere I went, that's that's where he wanted to be. And I remember getting my little job at first. I was working at Target um, in the evenings while I was going to college. And would he want to visit you? Well, what would happen was the workers would say, "Hey, Rachel, I think I saw your husband mm. with your babe with your son in like aisle five. And I'd go, "What?" what? And it'd be like nine o'clock at night, and I'd go, "No." And then I'd cruise the aisles or look at the security cameras, and then I'd see him. Wow. And and then, and then I find out that he was there for like hours. Oh. And so it turned into this thing. So and so that never was creepy to you when he was my boyfriend. Okay. He he used to do it, oh. and I worked at Carl's Jr. I was in high school, and I worked in fat. I worked in some of the retail stores, and so I had different jobs and stuff like that after school. And then he would be like parked outside, but I wouldn't know. So oh. he so the coworkers would say, "Hey, does anybody know who that?" guy is in that car out there and my you know at the time he didn't really have a car or drive oh. and then I'd look outside and go what are you doing here and, he, and I'd just say well just come in I didn't really think much I would think like that's weird like why wouldn't you tell me or would me? you think that was sweet so my young self was like that's super yes, sweet right. yeah and so then throughout my marriage I just thought that's just how he is and and um, now you would think that's just creepy but like right? my mom and other people were like uh creepy. why is he doing that yeah. And then after our divorce, I'm at the store and everything. And next, you know, he's like standing, looking through the window, and he's just following me until this day. I don't know. He might be outside right now. I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't think. I know you got security cameras, guys. But I've never been. A, here's the thing for me. I've never been afraid. I've never taken it. I know yeah. other people saw that as like, oh my god, this that, is gonna go bad. But I wonder if the now Rachel, because see, the thing is that there's a part of their. You know, we're obviously very naive. We're young, and we don't know any better. Do you think that now that has to be like deal breaker, creepy, red flag? If a guy like, does that now, I mean, I'm forty creepy. something years old, and that guy's forty something years old. Yeah, son, he's sorry. popping up on all and hiding. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah, it's not gonna be cute. You know, I would, I would think. Dee -doo -dee -doo -dee -doo -dee -dee -dee. <laughs> your, your horror music has a, a Mexican accent. <laughs> Deal, we're back to deal breakers because I would have to sit there and go, oh gosh, because I would yes. want someone who really obviously enjoys of course. a lot of things that I enjoy, but I would want him to have things that he truly enjoys as well. And what I find with guys that are older, especially if they're very successful, they're very yeah. in love with their work. Right. Right. And, and that's a thing too. You had a very successful husband. Yeah. And, you know. I mean... Mm. I, yeah, we, you know, there was the success part about it, um, but he wasn't in love where, you know, he was gone or he was flying out or he was mm. gone and he wasn't home. Like, he actually came home every night and he mm. actually, you know, I if, if it wasn't for the red flags that were popping up because of the way that he would act, I mean, really, there would be no other way to explain it because I know that there's people that I know personally that... The husbands are always out That's on true. these like business trips. Like mm -hmm. that was never the case. And I could tell you that if that was the case, if I had a relationship where red flags are popping at me and he's always on business trips, obviously that's indicative hard. of possibly, yeah. you know, there's something else going on. Um, but I do feel that obviously, you know, in order to live a certain lifestyle or to have certain goals, you have to put in the work. Yeah. So that's okay. But I mean, when does that become a deal breaker though? That's you know? so that's the whole thing. It's like you, a lot of women want a man who is successful, okay? And it's 
a-okay. Some people say gold diggers. I don't believe in that. I don't either. I don't believe in that. I think that for centuries, women have been attracted to the to the breadwinner, to the hunter, right. to the provider. Even birds do it. Yeah, I it. mean, come on. It's in yeah. the animal kingdom. It's everywhere. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, I don't believe in the gold digger thing. However, um, if you do choose to pursue a man who is successful, who is like a, a, a big-time business leader or whatever... There is a chance that that's the other person in the marriage. Right. That business could be what consumes him. Right. And then you just get the extras of him. Right. And but if you're focused in your career and what you're doing also, yes. then you understand that there's a hustle that goes from you to him. And then there's got to be that meeting point where it's like, okay, so... On Friday night, we're going to go to dinner. But yeah. if it's at, you know, 8 o'clock, we have reservations. And all of a sudden, it's 10 o'clock. And he's saying, I'm not going to probably make it. Yeah. And then you accept that once, twice, three times. Now it's a deal breaker yeah, because then now you're going to become a nag. I know that for me, um, that was something I had to really think about. When I was dating um, a gentleman who um, was very, very successful, is till this day, and his own family was telling me, oh my gosh, we're so glad that you're in his life. We've actually done an intervention with him. Wow. Um, you know, to get him to find work-life balance because he's never been married. He's never had kids. Yeah. But he wanted to have a family. He wanted to be married. Um, and so here I was, the one that was finally sort of turning his head in that way and helping him Changing. round the corner. In the conversations I was having with him, I understood that he absolutely loved love loved his career he loved so awesome. what he did for a living and so for me i didn't have it in me to say but i want someone who can be with me right because i was in a stage of my life where it's like i want to be able to blast off to palm springs for the weekend right. i'm not raising little kids like you know my life is in a different stage and so right. i wanted someone that was available to that and so I just keep th kept thinking, oh my gosh, so am I just going to be sitting home on the weekends right? while he's just working all the time? And so Unless I, you wanted to get a side gig next to him, be like, well, can I yeah. get your personal assistant at this point and spend time with him, you know, which you're probably, you know. And, no. and so, I understood, so I understood, deal breaker for me was, going into my next relationship, I am a cuddle bug. Aww, I like my partner. I like having a partner. I like having that time to be able to do things. And so I was able to walk away. Now people call me crazy for doing okay, it, yeah. but I walked away. And so, um, because you, I've already been, you've already been down that road and then you're like, do I want to be down that road again? Yeah. And, and I haven't been breaker. in a relationship where the person was gone all the time and super right. focused on work, but hadn't. I just knew that for me and my personality, I needed someone that could have a little more balance than right. that. Um, you know, versus coming home, you know, cause the nature of his business would be like to end his day at midnight, wow. you know? And then it's like, okay, so you get him from like midnight to three in the morning and then he's back at it again. Right. You know, and that to me wasn't a life. So you, that was a deal breaker. And, I was, and that was a red flag And I was you. willing to walk away. And this is after my divorce, you know, approaching 40, a lot of reasons, you know, he was very successful. A lot of reasons to just say, Hey, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. But I chosen for my second chapter for it to be a little bit more enriching. Not the stalker thing. Yeah, not to where he's going <laughs> to be outside that. of the store. Yeah. But also not where I'm sitting there seven days a week. And by I yourself. And I'm like six You're hours. in a relationship by yourself yes. anyway. 
So yes. at that point, it's a deal breaker. Why even be involved in a relationship? You might as well be alone. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. just, I really do believe that there is a list. Obviously, I have an unwritten written list, and I guess it, it boils down to having something that's really wired very beautifully. And so, but if you have a list and they don't check off the list, then obviously that should be your cue, your red flag, because obviously that's your deal breaker. And if that's your deal breaker, it's not going to get any better. It's only going to get worse. It, it really, really is. I mean, it's going to be one of those things where now it's just going to be super highlighted unless you can just say, you know what, this is who he is and I accept him for who he is. Then you move on. Otherwise, it's going to be an issue. Yeah, because love is a funny thing. Because yeah. love will... Pull you through things that you didn't think you can get through. Exactly. And love will pull you towards someone you didn't think you'd be you could. choosing. Right. You know. And so at the end of the day, with the deal breakers, just know that love is still a factor. It's a wild card in there. Right. And you might get sucked in anyways. Um, you well, know. I think because love, if, if you're loving someone that you're now allowing to be in your circle, that's conditional love. There's unconditional love, in my opinion, which would be like, your parents, your children, children mm-hmm. you know, the people that I guess God chose for you, that's kind of more on the unconditional side because you accept them. They're part of your life. Now, the conditional love is a people that come into your life that you're like, I accept you. And these are the conditions. Though they're unwritten conditions, yeah. they're still conditions. Like, I think this is a deal breaker. That's a deal breaker. I love you, but I love myself a little bit more. And I know this is probably going to be the whole dead end again yeah. <laughs> where we're not going to move. You know, we're not going to continue yeah. steering forward. It's just a dead end. So I got to find another route here. So that's the red flag and that's the dead end. I think so too. And so at the end of the day, you just have to understand some of them you might want to be able to compromise, but listen to those alarms that go off. Right. Really evaluate your relationship and say, can I live for 50 years with this person person chewing with their mouth open or whatever it is? You know what I mean? Like it could be as simple as that. And And I mean, that's a deal breaker too. I mean, I've gone on dates (laughs) with guys that are just like stabbing the steak and they're like, (laughs) and I'm just like, she's like, it's over. I'm serious, and it's it's a little bit disturbing. I mean, I get it, I, I and I'm not trying to sound rude, but it's a big deal, only because if you are going to be going to dinners and be around people, I mean, that could be a deal breaker. Yes. If you tell him how he needs to hold the fork and knife, and he's just still stabbing it, like, you know, just, just being barbaric, it's a deal breaker. That's a red flag, possibly, if it's on your deal breaker list. Yes. You're like, ah. So, you know, keep an eye on the red flags, meaning when they pop up, ask yourself first why you feel the way you feel about this. Yes. Because it could be something within you that needs to be worked out. That's true. Not necessarily with the other person. Mm -hmm. That's true. So, something... So if something comes up and it makes you feel some kind of way that's negative, you know, just do a little bit of a gut check. Just, you know, um, you know, ask yourself, why does this, yeah, why does this trigger you? You might find that it's an issue with you, not necessarily with him. Um, and then just kind of go through the process, but then a lot of it, you got to just follow your heart and, and 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 take a leap of faith because at the end of the day, so many of these relationships that have lasted forever, um, there wasn't a whole lot of thought put into it. That's true. Because you can go and you can choose someone with your mind, but if the heart isn't moved. 
you're in for a long, hard situation. So just and, keep that in mind. Yep. And it's and it's obviously better to be alone than in bad company. Yeah. Yeah. So you might as well just kind of continue doing the work with yourself and yeah. better to be alone than in bad company. That's yeah. what I always say. Yep. So that's all for us today. Yep. So hope you enjoyed our episode and uh, hope this helps you. You know, at the end of every podcast um, episode, we do a mantra. We want you to join us at the very end to say the mantra with us. So stay tuned. Don't forget to follow us on social media at YDFL Podcast. Father God, I ask that you bless me to understand that it's always darkest before the dawn, that your plans for me are bigger than my plans for me. I trust in you, Lord, that you will light and shine the path I was meant to be on. I am open to receive the blessings coming my way. I declare that I deserve respect. I deserve love. I deserve happiness. I deserve to feel beautiful. And that I deserve fresh lettuce.